Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today I've got an interesting topic on tap for you. We're going to talk about ditching a profitable trading strategy, meaning that you have a trading strategy, it's proven to make profit, yet it's probably the best idea not to trade it. You're probably scratching your head saying, why or how would that be possible? Well, just uh, sit back and I'll tell you how. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that mid to late October, we are bringing back a live week-long workshop, week-long three days. We haven't kind of chiseled out all the fine details yet, but clear your schedules, probably late October around like the 20th, 24th, that area for a live online free workshop. Uh, we'll give you more details once we have them available, but stay in the loop. Want to give you the heads up that way you can clear your calendars. Now, Today's conversation uh, stemmed from kind of two different discussions I was having. I was having a discussion with uh, our tier one members. We do a Q&A session each and every Monday. This past Monday, we were breaking down a trading plan, meaning uh, one of our traders who's been building this awesome strategy, one that I like and hopefully can steal and tweak to my own liking once he's complete. That's the, the brilliance of having like a mastermind group. We got many, many, many great ideas and, you know, they allow us to kind of use them and steal them ourselves, which is pretty cool. Um, but we were breaking down his trading strategy and we got on the conversation about kind of time in the market, right? His trading strategy was more of a day trading strategy. It was on the 15 minute chart. And we were talking a little bit about the time investment, the the, the bandwidth investment, meaning like you, you having to pay attention um, that is needed to trade a strategy like that. Because, well, one of the things that we preach over at tier one trading is that not only do you want to match your trading strategy with your personality and philosophy, meaning what you think about the markets and all that fun stuff, but you also want to match it with your regular day life, right? So if you are someone that has a job or you are active for hours on end, you're doing, you know, whatever tasks you have to do, you probably don't want to be a day trader because you can't kind of do your task at work and day trade the market at the same time, unless you're going to day trade maybe before or after work. So you may want to adapt like a swing trading strategy. Um, and I was talking about why I got out of day trading and it was really kind of the, the, the bigger kind of goal with mine, right? So not to get too off subject, but I got into trading for freedom of time, right? I wanted financial freedom. And then as I acquired financial freedom, I understood that freedom of time is more important. So that, that money that bought financial freedom is what buys me time and that's the ultimate goal. And because of that, I shifted out of doing certain tasks. And one of those tasks was day trading. I day traded probably what, 2012, I started day trading 2012. So I think about COVID. So about eight years of day trading and I decided to give it up and buy myself more time, right? As my kids got older, they have more activities that they do in the evening. Um, so I've got to be present or I want to be present for that, which means I wanted to kind of clear up more free time for myself in the day to do things that I enjoy doing. Um, I never really wanted to day trade in the first place, but when I started teaching, I was running live trading rooms and stuff like that. So I said, hey, might as well do it. And it made some money. It was a cool addition to the business. Um, and I recently 
created this strategy called the DKC. You've probably seen me talk about it in the YouTube videos, right? The double Keltner channel strategy, which was originally supposed to be for higher timeframes, right? I, I, I've been on this search, right? My white whale, which I still haven't found yet, is a, a, a strategy that, again, meets my personality philosophy and my financial expectations. That's a big one because I've, I've gotten many that work, but they haven't met my financial expectations. Um, I would like something on a daily, something I can literally come in, check one signal a day if I get it, Boom, if I don't get it, bang, be in, be out, something like that. Something really mechanical, um, not too much analysis, but something very simple that really you know, requires 15 minutes of, of bandwidth, right? And I have yet to achieve that. But on my journey to trying out different ideas and, and uh, not just ideas that I built myself, but ideas from other traders that I'm kind of tweaking and adding my little mix to, um, I found that the strategy that failed on the daily, the higher time frames, worked really, really good on the 15-minute chart. And I was originally not going to trade it at all um, because, again, I got, I had just got away from day trading a few years ago. I didn't want to go back, but this this specific strategy had some really good numbers, right? The 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 win rate was horrible, well below my standard, which is something we'll get into a little bit later, but. The profit was really, really, really good. And, and what can I say? I'm a sucker for the money sometimes. So um, it was a combination of that. And I thought it would be really cool to give the, the traders on our platform another day trading strategy. And my personal kind of belief on coaching is that I'm not going to teach you something that I haven't personally done. So um, if I'm going to give it my thumbs up, I want to make sure that I'm actually trading it live because live trading is a little bit different than kind of back testing or whatnot. So I, I started trading it. Now, it's been pretty good. Um, but with that being said, as I get to the next point in my kind of trading calendar where I can make kind of decisions on additions and drops and stuff like that, I don't think I'm going to follow through with it. And I got a lot of questions why. They're like, well, Keel, is it underperforming? Like, well, no, it's performing good. Um, we got off to a little bit of a, a rough start, but it's been on a heater lately. Really good return on investment. Again, win percentage is low, which is bothersome, but I knew that getting in. So why would you be doing something like that? And it's, it's all about the longevity. And sometimes we make decisions that aren't best financially, but are best for us personally. And I'm sure we can look at many different aspects in life where, you know, if you guys are watching this and you're traders, listening to this and you're traders, you understand about risk reward. Every single decision that we make in life, sorry to melt your brain right now, but this is true. Every single that every single decision that you make in life is a kind of a, it's an opportunity cost type of decision and it's a risk reward. You're always trading one thing for another. And, you know, if you don't believe that, right, time is the thing that we're always trading, right? We're always trading time because time doesn't get back, right? It just depletes as we go on. Um, we're also always trading energy because energy is something else that always depletes. So it's not always kind of a, a money thing. It's, hey, to do this task, it's going to it's gonna mean me sacrificing this much time or this much energy. I'll bring you back to a good conversation I had with one of my real estate business partners when I first um, kind of got successful with trading, right? I decided that, hey, I'm not going to mow my lawn, right? This is coming from someone who grew up building housing, houses and, and doing landscaping and, and stuff like that and has always believed that I'm not hiring people to do the stuff that I can do. Like that doesn't make any sense. Save money. Well, my mindset was like that because at that point in my life, I didn't have a lot of money. So the value of a dollar, the value of five dollars, the value of ten dollars was so large that it was preposterous for me to think about, like, why would I pay someone money to do something that I can do? 
You fast forward where I'm in a different position where, don't get me wrong, I'm still frugal, right? If I drop a dollar bill, I'm running back and picking it up. Don't get me wrong now, right? Uh, (laughs) I'm about one of those people just going out and blowing money and stuff like that. But a dollar today is worth, and not just because of inflation, uh, well, even with inflation, a dollar today is worth a lot less than it was for me back in whatever many years ago. What's more important is time. And I remember having a conversation where he's like, well, why would you hire? And I pay about, I got a big yard, right? I pay about $65 to get my my yard cut. And he's like, why would you pay that? And I said, well, you know what? It's going to cost me $65 for him to cut my yard in a professional way. So a way that looks much better than what I would do, right? I can't get those corners and stuff like that. But more importantly, to cut my yard myself, and again, I got, I got a pretty good piece of land, it's probably going to take me about three hours. Um, and that's on a, a, a good day, right? So is $65 worth the three hours of my time? And that's time away from kids. That's time away from working out and doing something I love. Um, originally, when I first started having this conversation, it was time away from my business. It was things that I was doing for the business, whether it's recording, I wasn't doing podcast episodes back then, but let's say it would be a podcast episode or recording a video or putting together a trading module, stuff that would produce much more than $65, right? Um, so for me, it was that, that time investment uh, or, or losing that time wasn't worth the cost of and, and energy of me doing it myself. And we got to think about that bigger picture when we make our decisions. And another conversation I was having with a trader was about really just uh, debt reduction in general, some kind of personal finance. And he was asking me, Akil, you know, what is your opinion on the two kind of methods, the, the two popular methods of reducing debt, which is going to be the, the snowball and the avalanche. And, and, and one basically says, pay off the, the avalanches, pay off the whatever loan, credit card, whatever you may be doing that has the highest interest rate, right? Pay that off first because you have a high interest rate. You're paying all these finance charges, right? Financially speaking, it makes sense. In most cases, it makes more monetary sense to do it that way because you're you're killing the biggest monster first and the small monsters aren't really hurting you too much. However, the best method in many people's opinion is going to be the snowball method. And the snowball method is the opposite. Instead of paying off, or it could be the opposite, instead of paying off the one with the highest interest rate, what you're doing is you're paying off the one with the lowest balance. So if you've got like six credit cards or loans, right? Instead of attacking the biggest one and still having kind of six things to pay off, you're trying to get rid of the smallest one as fast as you can, boom, now you go from six to five. You're trying to get rid of that next smallest one as fast as you can, boom, now you go from five to four, right? And again, from a financial standpoint, the avalanche makes more sense um, in most cases. Again, it depends on your, your personal situation, but in most cases, the avalanche makes more sense. But in reality, the snowball makes more sense. And it's because of how we're wired as human beings, right? We, although we want to think about things mathematically and mechanically, we are humans and, and, and humans are emotional beings. Although I have a strategy that produces a massive amount of profit, right? It has a win percentage that really bothers me and frustrates me. It requires a lot of time that upsets me. And it's prone to a lot of mistakes because of the speed of entry while I'm doing the other tasks that I have to do, right? While I'm teaching traders, I also need to be paying attention to this. It's hard to do very, it's hard to do both at once. So from a realistic execution standpoint, there's a lot of negatives in that system strategy versus the positive, which is it makes a lot of money, right? 
Um, and same thing with the, the debt, right? Although the avalanche may make more sense financially, as human beings, it, it, it feels like we're not achieving any ground, right? If you just pay off the one with the highest interest rate, again, you're paying it off. You still got six accounts you're paying. So you're paying all this money, you're paying all this money, you're paying all this money. You're not necessarily getting a reward from it, right? You're just still seeing, man, I'm still paying off six accounts. So you feel like you're not really moving, like you're spinning on the hamster wheel. And it's only a matter of time before mentally that gets to you. When you do the snowball effect and you're paying off the, the small ones and you're, you're banging them out, boom, 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 you feel like you're doing something, right? You're gaining momentum. You're feeling good about yourself. You went from six to five, five to four. Now you're talking to your friends. Hey, I only got three, three credit cards left, baby. Like I'm almost there. And just like, you know, putting together your to-do list. And, and I always say put together a to-do list with very small remedial tasks. That way you can click them off and get that dopamine hit and get more motivated and inspired to do the next one. This works the same way. The more you accomplish something, the better you feel about yourself. The better you feel about yourself, the more likely you are to kind of continue doing what you're doing. So you're reinforce, reinforcing positive habits. The other is the opposite. When you do stuff and you don't get that reward, you feel defeated, you're more likely to fall into the victim of those bad habits within trading specifically. It's like psychological errors where you're taking trades you're not supposed to take, you're, you're rushing trades, you're entering too early, too late, moving stops, all of that fun stuff. You know, So thinking about it, it's not just positioning yourself to make as much money as possible. It's positioning yourself to put yourself in an area or a position, not to say position so many times, right? But to put yourself in a position where you can keep taking positive strides and hopefully you're able to take those positive strides while making profit at the same time. So it's an interesting concept. I'd love to hear your opinion on it. You guys know where I'm at. I'm on social media at Akil Stokes RTM. You can hit me up in the DM or you can uh, shoot it if you're listening here on Spotify. You can shoot it under the kind of the, what do you think about this episode uh, deal that it gives you? Um, but let me, let me know what you think, right? Do you think it is, and I know it's, that's a poor question. I was going to say, do you think it's worth trading a strategy that you don't actually believe in or even like because it makes money? And I'll answer it for you. It's situational, right? Because I can ask you this question at the beginning of your trading career where you just need to make money. You need to do something to get you out of your situation. But I may ask you again in 10 years when you're in a different situation like I am, and you may have a completely different answer. So it's, it's hard to kind of answer, but I do want you to think about it. I do want you to think about it as you know you do your daily task in life if you're trying to reduce debt, but especially as a trader picking a strategy, I need you to think about, hey, am I picking this strategy simply because it makes profit and that's the only thing I care about? I want to make money as quickly as possible or am I picking something that is going to put me in the position psychologically to maybe not make as much profit now, but be able to make consistent profit for a lot longer duration of time without that risk of self-sabotage. Think about it. So I gave you guys a lot to think about in this podcast. One thing you shouldn't have to think about is attending that live workshop that we're doing late October. So clear your calendars. I wanna say the 24th, somewhere around that week will probably be like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Clear your calendars. Subscribe to us on here on the Trading Coach Podcast, on YouTube, on social media. Follow us wherever you're at. That way you don't miss the details whenever we release them about the event. All right, www.tier1trading.com is also the place you can go to if you want to learn how to trade. And until next time, plan your trade, trade your plan, take care.